This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Three Lions Podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. One that tries to look at all aspects of our England national football team. Short and simple bite-sized episode this one. Congratulations to Leeds United's Calvin Phillips, who back before the start of the September international window, won the England Senior Men's Player of the Season for 2020-21. And then only recently, just ahead of the women's upcoming internationals, Ellen White took the honours for the Lionesses, which got me thinking about the whole award. To be honest, it's never really been one I'd thought about, probably because I'm obviously not in the running for it. Not as prestigious as perhaps the PFA Player of the Year or the Sports Writers Player of the Year Award, but I'm sure to the players it is every bit as special, especially as it is decided for by the fans. I did probably mention it in a podcast sometime over the last year, but I can't remember who has won it last time or any time previously before that. But before I started the research, I had in my mind some who probably had won it, but there also turned up a few surprises too. So I thought, right, let's have a look into this a little bit more. Basically, it's an end-of-year online vote for England Supporters Club members to vote for their favourite player of the year. And up until now, 17 polls have been run. But how many winners can you remember? So over the years, the trophy has changed in style and design. It's not been a regular trophy from day one. Uh, Actually, the most recent one I saw of winner Calvin Phillips, someone tweeted that it looked like he was holding a carton of oat milk. (laughs) It's true. But previous trophies look like they've been bought from the local trophy shop, silver plinths with small footballs attached, or there was one for a period of time that looked like one of the Oscars statuettes. Uh, But instead of holding a sword, he was holding a three lion shield. And there have been various sponsors of the award over the years, or partners, to the England team. Notably Nationwide, Vauxhall and most recently BT. So let's start back at the beginning in 2003 when the award was first introduced for the senior men. And generally over the years there's been a first, second and third place. Although for whatever reason 2005, 2017 and 2018 there was just one outright winner, no second or third. As I say, it was introduced back in 2003 when the first winner was probably unsurprisingly David Beckham. Playing for Manchester United at the time and seven years after making his England debut in Glenn Hoddle's first ever game as England manager away in Moldova. I'm sure actually Hoddle would have most likely been a recipient of it had the award been around in his time. I'm unsure quite when the award was issued or what time period it was for him to be eligible for winning it. But looking back over 2003, Beckham was England captain at the time. He played in nine of England's 11 games that year, scoring against Macedonia, Croatia,
Turkey and Liechtenstein. And of course, had previously scored that famous free kick that took us to the World Cup in Japan and South Korea the year before. All in all, probably the ideal winner for the first award. Especially in a year where he was awarded the OBE by the Queen for services to the game. Second and third place went to Wayne Rooney and Frank Lampard. Well, with players like David Beckham, you do feel there are certain moments of destiny. Arguably the most recognisable footballer in the world. Yes! Yes for England! David Beckham has done it big time! 2004 was of course the year of the European Championships in Portugal. And after coming third in 2003, Frank Lampard went on to win the award. Again, Rooney coming second, which was quite surprising given the impact that he had on that tournament. But his time would come. Like Beckham, Lampard broke the 100 caps mark for England. And he made his debut back in 1999 in a friendly win over Belgium, aged 21 then. In 2004, he only missed the game against Sweden in March of that year. A game to celebrate the Swedish centenary. So that was 13 out of 14 games in which he scored six times. And here's Butch, helpful towards Michael Owen. Lampard, winning England! What a fantastic start! And it's Frank Lampard who scores for England again. It's six goals now in his last nine games for England. As I mentioned, 2005 would be a year like 2017 and 2018 where there was just one winner announced. No runner-up or third place. And it was Lampard again who won it. And in a non-tournament year, England played 11 games. He made nine appearances with three goals in World Cup qualifiers against Northern Ireland, Austria and Poland. In a year where England made the quarterfinals in Germany, it was a player playing for Bayern Munich at the time, Owen Hargreaves. Brought in by Sven-Goran Eriksson for his debut in September 2001, he went on to make 42 appearances, although never scored. But I think it was those World Cup performances that endeared him to the England supporters. Eight appearances in 2006. Steven Gerrard came second behind Canadian-born Hargreaves. But 2007 would be Gerrard's year. Gerrard, putting it back again and still going. Steven Gerrard! Again, he's taken the match by the scruff of its neck. He's got two, England have got two. And it's all looking just a bit healthier on the scoreline now. Again, a non-tournament year, but a disastrous one. One that saw them fail to qualify for the Austria and Switzerland European Championships of 2008. England played 12 games throughout that year. Stephen Gerrard would play 11 of them. And that, alongside helping Liverpool to the final of the Champions League, losing in the final in Athens to AC Milan. Gerrard was captain for five of those England games, including the defeats to Russia in Moscow and Croatia at Wembley. Although he did score twice in the 3-0 win over Andorra away in Barcelona. Second place, well that went to Manchester City's Mika Richards. 2008 was a year in which many England fans would have been hoping for a trip to both Austria and Switzerland. Instead, 
uh, to make do with six friendlies and four World Cup qualifiers. Wayne Rooney would play in eight of them, scoring five times on his way to becoming England's record goalscorer and second highest appearance maker with 120 caps. Rooney made his debut aged 17 years and 111 days in the loss to Australia as an Everton wonder kid. Whilst he didn't go to the Euros with England that year, he did pick up the Champions League with Manchester United in Moscow, beating Chelsea on penalties. And Rooney won the first of four fan votes in 2008, this one ahead of Gareth Barry and Theo Walcott. Like Frank Lampard did in 2004 and 2005, Rooney would retain the England supporters' vote in 2009. England would play 11 games during the year. Rooney played in nine, including the 1-0 defeat to Brazil in November in Doha, which was a night where Fabio Capello gave Rooney the captain's armband for the first time. But throughout the year, he scored six times, once against Kazakhstan and once against Croatia, twice against Slovakia in a friendly twice against Andorra and England have the ball and Johnson crosses it and Rooney two for Rooney three for England how many are they going to score tonight how many is he going to score tonight the year of the South African World Cup 2010 England had qualified for it and it would be the first time a defender would win the fans vote Ashley Cole would win the domestic double of Premier League and FA Cup with Chelsea that year too. But Cole began his England senior career back in 2001 in a 3-1 win over Albania. He'd go on to win 107 caps, captain in the side once. He never scored, but he was generally considered one of England's finest left-backs ever. In 2010, he played in nine of England's 12 matches and that included all four of England's World Cup matches. Liverpool's Steven Gerrard and Manchester City's Adam Johnson would come second and third, respectively, as voted for by the fans. Ashley Cole won it after overcoming a period in his life when not only had he transferred from Arsenal to Chelsea, but also his private life was being heavily scrutinised. Here's Ashley Cole speaking to the FA TV at the time. How does it feel to be voted by the fans as England's Player of the Year? It feels amazing. I think uh, it comes as a big surprise to me. I never thought I would, I would get this. Of course, with the other players who was in the running, it was. I never thought I would actually get this award. But I'm, I'm very privileged and proud that, of course, the fans have, have uh, appreciated what I've done because, of course, it's been hard. But now I seem to, to get the appreciation now, so I'm very happy. Every time I put an English shirt on, I try my hardest. I want to win. And of course now the fans have voted me player of the year then I think they've started to see that and see that I just want to win and play for my country. Now 2011 was one that surprised me to be honest and one I'd forgotten about. Scott Parker, then of Spurs, won the award. In total he won 18 caps in 10 years under five different managers. He played in the 2-1 away win in Denmark in February 2011, having last played for the Three Lions in 2006. And he'd go on to win seven caps in the year. Generally, European Championship qualifiers for 2012. And Joe Hart would get second place, and third would go to Ashley Young. Here's what it meant to Scott Parker when he spoke to the FATV. Well, you know, it's, um, it's a great honour, really, obviously 
just looking at the the past names what have uh, what are on the trophy and what have won it is um, yeah it's quite an achievement. So um, proud moment for me and obviously um, yeah no just really really happy delighted. Like anything when obviously you, you feel that the, that the fans are appreciating what, what obviously you've done it is it, obviously extra special. So um, it's you know it's been a good year for me international level so um, you know I'm, I'm delighted that obviously the fans have, have picked me and um, nice and it's really good. 2012 and 2013 sort of merged together for whatever reason obviously there was the European Championships in Poland and Ukraine where England played four games alternatively between Donetsk and Kiev. Roy Hodgson made Steven Gerrard captain for the tournament and it was he who took the supporters' votes for the second time following his win in 2007. He played 11 times out of 13, although sadly against Ukraine in September, he became the 12th England player to be sent off after a rash challenge late in the game. Although he would go on to get his 100th cap in the friendly against Sweden, which would probably be more remembered for an overhead kick by Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Danny Welbeck and Ashley Cole would come second and third, and these awards were dished out in February 2013, a landmark year for the FA, where they celebrated their 150th anniversary, plus the opening of St George's Park. And whilst qualification was gained during 2013, no real award was given for that period, which also applied to both the women's and the under-21s. So before we move on to 2014... This is what Steven Gerrard said about receiving his honour. You know, it's a special feeling to get this award today and I was in good company with the, the lads who were nominated and, you know, you look at the players on the table this evening, the players that haven't even got in the squad and also the talent we've got that's dropped back down to the 21s. Um, it's a fantastic feeling to be picked out. Yeah, this one is voted for by the fans, isn't it? Does that give it extra significance? Yeah, of course. Um, that's what football's about. It's about the supporters. And I'm lucky because I've got the best uh, club supporters in the world in Liverpool. And when I come down to the national team, the support the England fans give us fantastic. So um, I need to thank them an awful lot. The World Cup in Brazil, 2014. England travelled there and came back pretty quickly following defeats to Italy in Uruguay and a goalless draw with Costa Rica. Wayne Rooney last won it in 2009, but 2014 was a good year with many focal points for him. He played in all 13 games for England, scoring eight times. He was made captain by Roy Hodgson following Steven Gerrard's retirement, and then to top the year off, he earned his 100th cap in the 3-1 win over Slovenia in November. Another game in which he scored. ...between England and Slovenia, and for Wayne Rooney... A 100th cap for his country. Wayne Rooney wins the spot kick. What a response from England. Rooney, 1-1. The Centurion with his 44th goal for his country. Only Bobby Charlton and Gary Lineker ahead now. Danny Welbeck for the second successive year came in second place, with Raheem Sterling voted in third. 2015 would be Wayne Rooney's year again. He took the pole ahead of future captain Harry Kane and Joe Hart. Rooney would play eight out of ten games that year, scoring in five of them, including a penalty against Switzerland that took him to 50 England goals that surpassed Bobby Charlton's record that had stood for 45 years. It's time for Wayne Rooney. 
record breaker. He's out on his own now. So just by doing that, I guess it was no surprise that he took the honour. Like Scott Parker in 2011, 2016 was a surprising year when I began to look back. Despite it being an awful one on the pitch, what with the results in the European Championships in France, Liverpool's Adam Lallana took the award ahead of Jamie Vardy of Leicester and Rooney in third place. Lallana earned 34 caps for his country between 2013 and 2018. He scored three goals in that time, two of them coming in World Cup qualifiers against Slovakia and Scotland. Rose, he's done well, he's found a cross. Adam Lallana, it's in! Relief! 95th minute of Sam Allardyce's first game in charge of England and Adam Lallana is his first goal scorer. Ten matches for England in 2017. After coming second in 2015, Harry Kane finally won the Fans Award a year after the catastrophe of the European Championships in France. But it was a year where qualification for the 2018 World Cup was assured. Seven goals and a year of only six caps for the Tottenham striker. Gareth Southgate gave him the captaincy for the first time against Scotland away in Glasgow. And he rewarded him with the last-minute equaliser. Given the chance to cover across and England can attack again. And Harry Kane pulling away! England have equalised! The captain has come up trumps in stoppage time. An extraordinary ending here at Hampden Park. 2018, like 2017, was a year where only first place was awarded. And a year where Harry Kane won it for the second successive season. Obviously, 2018 was a fantastic year for the England team on the pitch, making it to the semi-finals of the Russian World Cup. Kane scored six times in the tournament, equaling Gary Lineker's 1986 amount. In doing so, Kane won the golden boot. And in total, he scored eight times in 12 appearances. 2019, Jordan Henderson was voted in as the best England player ahead of Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane. In a year that saw him pass the 50-cap mark, he made seven appearances in England's 10 games, including the game against the Netherlands in the Nations League. It was a real successful year for him at club level two as Liverpool club captain. He lifted the Champions League in Madrid in the All-English final against Tottenham, the Super Cup against Chelsea and the World Club Cup against Flamengo. In winning the award, he became the first player to have won both the Under-21 award and the Senior Award. He won the very first Under-21 Player of the Year in its inaugural season back in 2012. And then 2020-2021, and we're up to date. I'm guessing that it's all due to the pandemic that these two years were combined. But the most recent awards were taken from performances from March 2020 up until August 2021. And players eligible had to have played in 50% or more of England's matches. So that actually went against the likes of Luke Shaw, who had a great European tournament, but unfortunately fell short of the criteria. However... Leeds United's Calvin Phillips, or the Yorkshire Pierlo, as he is affectionately known as, made his debut against Denmark in September 2020 and has gone on to make 15 appearances. 
He's become the quickest player to win the award since making his debut. And he came ahead of Mason Mount and Raheem Sterling, who for the third time has come in the final three, but not won the award. Perhaps his time is still to come. As will the opportunity for many of the current England players as we go towards a World Cup in 2022. And I mentioned Jordan Henderson being the only player to have won both the Under-21 and the Senior Player Year of the Award. The Under-21 roster of awards is quite interesting. 2014, Saido Barahino won the award. Sadly, his career just didn't take off. Injuries and transfers that didn't materialise and a few off-the-field incidents haven't done him any favours. Although Roy Hodgson did select him for games against Slovenia and the Scotland game at Celtic Park, but he remained uncapped. And he's since gone on to play for Burundi and is currently at Sheffield Wednesday. 2015, Jack Butland won the award for the under-21s, by which time he'd already been capped at senior level, making his debut against Italy, playing the first half in a 2-1 win in Bern, Switzerland. 2016, Nathan Redmond won the award. He made 38 appearances for the under-21s, scoring 10 times. And he went on to only make one appearance for the senior team in 2017. He played 24 minutes in that friendly against Germany in Dortmund, coming on for Adam Lallana. 2017 saw another goalkeeper win the award. After Butland did in 2015, this time it was Jordan Pickford. 14 under-21 caps for him. And it was the same year he made his senior debut and has now made the position his own of first-choice senior keeper. He has, of course, played in European Championships, World Cups and Nations League finals and he's saved penalties in each. And he's probably the most likely candidate to match Jordan Henderson's feat of winning both awards. 2018, Dominic Calvert-Lewin was scoring for Everton and the under-21s. 2020, he would make a scoring debut against Wales in a friendly at Wembley in the senior team. And at that moment, that was the last award to be given for the under-21s by the supporters. Other Lionesses have grown from strength to strength over the last 10 years, and it was only right that they should be given Player of the Year awards. And these began in the same year as the under-21s, in 2012. And if you're a follower of the Lionesses... There are some familiar names who have won the top award over the years. The first one went to current England captain, Steph Horton. Nothing was given in 2013, but Tony Duggan would win it two years later in 2014. 2015, Lucy Bronze would win the first of her two Player of the Year awards. Jordan Nobbs won it in 2016. Jodie Taylor in 2017. Goalscorer extraordinaire Ellen White would win it in 2018. Then in 2019, Lucy Bronze would win it for the second time. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, Ellen White has become the latest recipient. She's played 95 times for the Lionesses, scoring 39 times, and joins Lucy Bronze as a two-time winner. Now, unfortunately, the Lionesses had a couple of games cancelled due to COVID over recent times. Uh, But Ellen White scored a hat-trick against Northern Ireland back in February at a blowy St George's Park and was an integral member of Team GB's recent run in the Tokyo Olympics, scoring six times. And with those 39 England women goals to her name, 
she is not far off of Kelly Smith's record total of 46. And with the Women's European Championships taking place in England in 2022, it'll be interesting to see who takes the fans' favourite for that. And likewise, with the men's senior side, will Calvin Phillips continue his form or will someone else take the title in the run-up to the Qatar World Cup? Watch this space. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. As I said, it's just a small, bite-sized episode looking back at some of the history of our England national team. And all the additional audio was used for descriptive purposes only. There's also plenty of other episodes similar to this, and they can be found at 3lionspodcast.com or at your usual podcast provider. I'll be back with you very soon with some more England content. In the meantime, you can follow the show on all the usual social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just search Three Lions Podcast. So until the next time, take care. Cheers. Cheers.